1: Welcome everyone to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. I'm Jessie Ledoux McMullen, our queen of coaching, and I'm joined by Cara Mund, Miss America 2018, and we are covering the life of Abena Appiah.
0: So if you follow international pageants, you've likely heard of Abina Appiah and one of the few queens who's had the honor of representing multiple countries at various international pageants. Abina was born in Accra, Ghana, and
1: she moved to the United States when she was four years old. And although she was young, this transition wasn't easy for her as her dark complexion and textured hair made her a target of playground bullies.
0: With the hopes of finding Abena more kind and accepting classmates, her family moved back to Ghana. This, however, did not mitigate the bullying as it continued to get worse until middle school. Now, most
1: people have experienced bullying throughout their life, but what she endured was truly different. In addition to poking fun at her skin tone and her hair texture, these middle school bullies became physical, even going as far as chopping her hair off. During class, I mean, my blood's boiling right now. Uh-huh. She began moving back and forth between the
0: USA and Ghana in an attempt to avoid this, and eventually she found herself in Ghana for high school. And after graduating, began pursuing her associate's degree. Wanting to advance her education, she moved to Purchase, New York, with her eyes set on a bachelor's degree.
1: Once this accomplishment was under her belt, Abena decided to attend Baldwin University College in Ghana. And and before we move on, um, Cara like. I think it's consistent that almost every pageant girl I've talked to has experienced bullying in one way or another, which is why we turn to pageantry as a way to express ourselves. Have you been bullied? And if so,
0: like, how did you get through it? Yes. um, You know, I I have experienced bullying aspect in all dimensions. Um, so, you know, while competing, I've experienced it. And then even after winning the crown, I I experienced it in a very public light. Um, but I think, you know, one of the best things to, to move forward is recognizing that, you know, a lot of times bullying comes from the insecurities of the person that is bullying you. Um, it can come from jealousy, it can come from, you know, this, this very competitive culture that, you know, we're in and, you know, pageantry is so uplifting and empowering, but sometimes, you know, you have those people that, that want to pull you down. And so I think, you know, one of the best things I did was just reflect on the fact that, you know, this is not my fault. Um, and you know, to, to not put blame on yourself, you've done everything that you possibly can in, in the best preparation in, you know, being the best title holder, um, you know, and recognizing too, that, you know, this is such a unique time in your life. If you have the opportunity to, to be a title holder or even to compete for the title, uh, you don't want someone to try to pull you down and it can be very difficult to, um, I guess, you know, not listen to what those bullies have to say. And it could be a bully that, you know, and it could also be, you know, on a, on social media. I think so many of us see that and and you don't even have to be a pageant girl to have experienced that. And, you know, just, just putting those comments outside, outside of your space, outside of your mind, um, you know, recognizing that you are doing everything that you possibly can and that, you know, that bully must have something going on that, you know, you just don't understand, and you know, just recognizing that that you are worthwhile, that you are worthy of your position, um, that you've done everything you possibly can to to be the best representative.
1: Yeah, and and Kara, how many people were in your like graduating high school class? I had three hundred and sixty-five. Oh wow, that's way bigger than I expected. To be totally honest.
0: Yeah. Well, we only had like two public high schools. So keeping that in mind as well, but we, it was pretty large, but I mean, even with that size, you know, in, in high school, and middle school, I mean, I think everyone's like we said, everyone's experienced bullying in some capacity. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, because you've experienced it once doesn't mean that you're not going to experience it again. And so it's kind of like you continuously have to learn how to navigate that experience.
1: Yeah, I, I asked because I went to um, a very small school at my age, 72 in my waiting class. And that meant that most of those students I grew up with from kindergarten. And, and, and Abna, I can't com- com- begin to compare to the level of bullying that Abana experienced. But for me, it was, people are afraid of anyone who's willing to be different because they're like, oh, how, how on earth do you have, like, the audacity, right, is what, what kids say now, the audacity mm-hmm. to be different and not wear an, an American Eagle polo and jeans. And instead, I, here I come walking in with red snakeskin flares and a snakeskin cowboy hat, like owning it because I was like, I like this, I'm going to wear it. And I experienced a lot of bullying as a result. But it in my mind, I had to remind myself that they're probably just scared to be different too. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I can't compare it all with, with Avana's experience. But remember that if you're being bullied too, it's, it's Takara's point, what she had mentioned. And it's also that people like inside of themselves, it's that, it's that insecurity that she mentioned, but it's also like, almost remember, like you are in an amazing place because you're willing to stand out, whether it's by choice or by a uh, background, and that should be a positive for you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, one of the biggest parts is, um, you know, bullying, it doesn't matter what age you are. You see it in, you know, middle school, you see it in high school, you see it in college, you see it in pageantry, you see it in the workplace. Um, So, you know, don't get yourself down on that either. If you are, you know, an older contestant and still experiencing it, it continues to infiltrate throughout all industries and all ages. Definitely. So so what happened in, in 2011? So in 2011, she was innocently watching the Miss Universe pageant <laughs> when her life path changed forever. And I love these stories because so many people remember, you know, watching a competition and saying, you know, that's the moment that I decided to compete. So after watching Leila Lopez capture the prestigious title of Miss Universe, Abina began to think she looks like me. She's traveling the world and having her voice heard. I can do that too. Uh, And that's one of my favorites is when a contestant says, because she did it, I know I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And did you have that experience when contestants and, or
1: I guess girls in North Dakota would come up to you after winning Miss America?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, I say all the time that one of the best parts of winning Miss America was that they didn't say the new Miss America is Kara Mund. They said the new Miss America is North Dakota. And it does put in this factor of like, it could be it could be anyone now from North Dakota. The door mm-hmm. of opportunity has opened and it's so crucial to see that representation. And so I absolutely love that. You know, Layla served as a representation for her and she thought because she did it, I can do it, too. And then pursued that passion and dream. Right. Even though it's
1: possible, right? There's, um, I think, well, for Miss America, there's 51 contestants. 52 still? 51 now?
0: Uh, 51 now.
1: Yes. So 51. And of course, anyone could win. But when someone does win, either they have a di- whether they have a different background or they're from a, a more unique state that doesn't often win, actually seeing it is so different than just knowing it could happen.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, even outside of pageantry, I, I say this all the time is after having that experience now knowing like in North Dakota, we've never had a female governor, we've never had a female member of the US House representing us. Um, and it's just so crucial to, to have that representation, because it's like, once that door opens, it's open for any woman who wants mm. to pursue. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they always one of my favorite quotes is from Randy Posh. And it's something along the lines of like, the walls aren't there to keep you out. They're there to see how bad. You want something. Ooh. And um, I, I keep that in mind at all times is for every time that you get a no or you don't see that representation and, and you continue to pursue. They're not there to keep you out. They're there to see you know how bad and how willing you are to overcome that obstacle.
1: Yeah. And, and wanting to help her daughter achieve. So back to Abina's story, like hearing what you just said, Carl, like wanting to help her daughter help break down those walls. She enrolled her in etiquette and modeling classes. And it was here that she realized that entertainment was her safe zone. She was able to be completely herself and free of judgment while modeling, acting, or singing songs on her guitar.
0: And with that experience in 2012, she was eager to enter the pageant world and signed up for both Miss Earth Ghana and Miss Universe Ghana. However, after facing some backlash with pursuing both titles and, you know, I hate this and it it always happens is because you want to pursue both. Right. She has such a big dream. But that backlash, she ended up deciding to compete at Ghana's preliminary to Miss Universe.
1: And even though that was her first pageant, she placed in the top 10, go girl, and was crowned Miss Talent. This accomplishment made it clear to her that her dream was worth
0: pursuing. And then in 2013, she competed at the Top Model Ghana competition and won the opportunity to compete internationally in Egypt. She explained that at the time I didn't know anything. I didn't know how it was. I was just trying. And I think that's one of the best parts is so many people as they walk into the competition, um you know they if you've never done it before, you just got to you just got to go for it. You just got to try it.
1: And although she didn't walk away as top model of the world, Abina's fire inside her continued growing um, stronger and she competed just one year later um, and she represented Accra at the Miss Universe Ghana pageant and by bringing her past pageant experience to the table she breezed her way through the competition and brought home the crown saying that at that point I had gathered so much I had learned so much so that I won.
0: And now she'd be able to show off her confidence and beauty at the most prestigious international pageant, Miss Universe. Woo! So, oh, so exciting. And I had the <laughs> opportunity to judge Miss Universe. And I can tell you, it is, I mean, such a remarkable experience, right, For to see a country represented. Um, so wanting to represent Ghana to the best of her ability, she incorporated Ghana culture into her wardrobe, which definitely helped her stand out among other delegates. During the evening gown competition, she wore a
1: red evening gown with gold embellishments, both of which are on Ghana's flag, and she paired this intricate gown with an updo and a red lip, which of course is an absolutely classic combination.
0: And although she brought her A game to the Miss Universe stage, she didn't secure a spot in the semifinals, but her determination to win an international pageant, however, would not waver. And, you know, I think that's one of the best one of the best lessons is that if it doesn't go your way, you take that lesson and what you've learned and you apply it to your next competition. And in 2016,
1: she traveled to Malaga, Spain to represent Ghana at Queen Beauty Universe, which is a system I actually just heard about recently, uh, which is a self-proclaimed pageant for models. And with her previous experience competing at Miss Universe, Abena wound the judges with her
0: confidence, poise, and stage presence. And this was enough to convince the judges that she deserved to be the next queen, and she was crowned Queen Beauty Universe 2016.
1: And less than one year after capturing this international title, she tried her hand in the Miss World organization by competing for the title of Miss World America.
0: August 13th, 2017, she represented New York at the national pageant in Orlando, Florida. She was, and it's no surprise, called (laughs) into the top 16. While she secured a spot in the semifinals, she ultimately did not walk away with the national title. And as you can probably tell by now, um, no
1: is not an answer that she accepts. And she set her sights on a new international pageant, Miss Earth.
0: So August 2019, it was announced that she'd be represented or she was appointed to the title of Miss Earth Ghana, representing her with or presenting her with the opportunity to compete at the international pageant. And even before arriving in the Philippines, she was a fan favorite, Angelopedia explaining her that her confidence and aura made her a very strong contender for the Miss Earth crown.
1: So I wanna explain for a second uh, appointed titles. It's a question that we get a lot through emails and submissions, and here's what an appointed title is. So there is um, a pageant that you wanna compete in, and in this case, um, Miss Earth, for Abena. Um, and I apologize. We've been saying it differently the whole podcast so far, Abena, Abena. So we apologize. We, we want to make sure we're as right as possible. But sometimes we are doing our, our best and it's still not right. So a sincere apologies to any of the names or cities or c- countries that we butcher. We promise it's not intentional and we mean it with no disrespect. But that said, if there is a pageant you want to compete in and there's not a pageant in your city, state, country, whatever the quality qualifying level is, there's often an opportunity for you to become an appointed title. So you don't need to compete to win this title. You contact the, the office of the pageant and usually, you still have to undergo um, a screening process. You just have to submit a resume. You go through a mock interview, um, and that could potentially be in person or over video. And they, if there's multiple people that want to that want to have that title, uh, they might not pageant, but they might still do a screening process that way. So, if you are brand new to pageantry and you can't seem to find a pageant near you, and you are willing and able to invest in a larger scale pageant that you can travel for, appointed titles are a great. way to just throw your hat in the ring and get the experience. I would say I don't always recommend it for first-time competitors because it's really like a shock to the system if you don't have previous experience or directors that can guide you. A lot of the times title holders do miss out on having that close director experience. But um, that's, that's appointed titles in a nutshell. Um, I do think too, it's, it's really exciting to be able to push yourself to be independent in that process without having anyone to lean on, but, um, there's pros and cons in both directions
0: absolutely I couldn't agree with that more so although she was walking into Miss Earth with several years of international pageant experience she still had some pretty high heels to fill her predecessor of uh actually placed in the top 14 at Miss Earth 2018 so would she be able to keep this streak alive <laughs> and we put this pressure on contestants all the time right because the, the contestant before you did really well, you feel that you have to fill these shoes. Uh, but I think it's so crucial to remember that it's a different time, a different set of judges, a different group of contestants. And so you just need to go in doing the best of yourself and not comparing yourself to what a previous predecessor has done. So let's let's dig into that for one second, Cara, because that's a real concern
1: for a lot of contestants, especially, um, for example, imagine being Kira Kazantsev, who was competing for Miss America for, as Miss New York, after two different Miss Americas had, won, Miss New York's had won Miss America back to back. Imagine that pressure. Oh my so, goodness. <laughs> so how, um, do you have advice for people that kind of put themselves in that pigeonhole of how am I going to live up to to this
0: person? Yeah, I, you know, I didn't have that right because North Dakota had had never gotten in before, and mm-hmm. I, I guess I had it in the a different aspect of like it's never gonna happen because it's never happened before, and so kind of that that same pressure of like I just I just gotta make it to that next round, and so I think just remembering that all contestants face some type of pressure and most of the time that pressure they're feeling is from an outside external factor whether it be you know the the message boards or people that you know don't even know you that are like I hope I hope you do as well as so and so and you just have to remember that you are a different contestant um you bring different qualities to the table and you just you can't compare yourself to what else someone else has done and another thing I always say too is you know you you, it's very rare that you see the judges look for the same qualities in the title holder before you, right? They're always looking to, to further the title and to further the mission of the organization. And so keeping that in mind as well is that you bring something so unique to the table. And every judge, you know, a lot of times the judges don't even know the history. You know, they don't know where the, the former winner was from. And so you just need to go in recognizing that it doesn't matter and that you're going to be, you know, your best self. That is such a great point, Kara. And what kills me
1: is when I see a title holder win the year before. She looks amazing. She is all the things a title holder should be. And then next year, there's like four contestants that have like the exact same gown as her. And I'm like, why did you do this? Like uh, maybe, they, maybe they genuinely did love it and that was their gown of choice. But you can just tell when the trends start to shift a little bit and people fall um, prey to the trends. Like I've seen... I've seen contestants compete for years and years and every year they would take something from the previous queen, whether it was their talent song, their talent style, their evening gown, their opening statement. It just breaks my heart because to me, it's like, you're just trying to win. You're not trying to be you.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on the flip side, I've also seen it in the total opposite. So, you know, if a a contestant, if the winner before was blonde, I've seen a blonde contestant dye their hair because they thought that it had to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then it just doesn't come off authentic or genuine. And, you know, you're kind of playing this role of like what you expect the judges want. And, you know, it's, it's just such a slippery slope. And so, you know, rather than comparing yourself to the person before you, or, you know, maybe even your former favorite winner in the system, You need to be your own representation of of what it means to be that title holder. For
1: sure, it's. I always say when you're comparing for preparing for a pageant, date yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you like your hair? What color hair is your favorite for you? What would you if you had a limitless closet? What would be the first thing you would pull out for this event? Instead of like you get into a gown shopping experience. And you have four people around you that are so-called experts. They're saying, well, you have to wear a glitz because the stage looks like this. Well, okay, well, that's not really me. So now I feel like I have to. So there's so many layers to that. And the self-awareness is like A1, the most important thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I remember too, picking out my gown. Um, I had gone with black velvet and Savvy Shields was black velvet the year before. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, is it okay to do this? Like it's, it's rare winners win in black, but now I'm seeing that, you know, winners all the time win in the color black. It doesn't matter. Um, but I kept thinking like, I love this gown. Is it okay to pick it? It looks so similar to hers. And if I would have picked a different option, I don't think I would have been as confident.
1: It's funny that you say that because I never, would have compared your gown to Savvy Shields.
0: Oh, I, and you know, on the outside now watching it, I'm like, oh, they weren't even close. But for <laughs> some reason, because it was the same color and the same material, I thought it would make a difference. And oh, you know, yeah. those judges that night, they had no idea what Savvy wore the year before.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I watch and rank do my own little, like, ranking party, and I never would have thought. So if someone that's watching it, like, with a discerning eye doesn't pick on it, like, you're golden.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I think it just shows that, you know, contestants, we get so much in our head of, oh of what we gosh. think that people are going to notice and they really don't. They don't notice, but they can tell when you're not being authentic.
1: I do. I hate to like, keep deviating from the story, but I do have one more note on that. I have two points. When I was meeting from Miss International, one, I competed in my first half marathon and my toenail, this is kind of gross, but I won't get too gross about it, started to get loose. One of my toes started to get loose. And I was so mortified. I'm like, I can't have a toe. I can't have no toenail in Winmas International. How are they going to crowd me? I have no toenail. So I scotch taped my toe, like a a loop around my toe to make sure that my toenail stayed on the entire pageant. And then sure enough, like it came loose like the day after and my nail had fully grown back underneath it. Like that's why it was coming off. It was like, hey girl, I got you. But I was so stressed out that freaking toenail that no one would have ever seen. And the other thing was I had a broken, my phone was shattered. And I was like, they're never gonna crown a girl with a broken phone. I can't even keep control of my own belongings. Again,
0: what? What? I know, I know. it's that pressure you, you think that people are gonna pay attention or they're gonna know these things and they don't. So They don't. No. Anyway. So back to uh, keeping the streak alive.
1: So as soon as um, Abina arrived in the Philippines, she began catching the eye of Filipino pageant fans. And if you anything about the international pageant scene, you'll know that pageants are capital B-I-G in the Philippines. So this brought her right to the forefront of media coverage.
0: And during her time competing at Miss Earth, she was not only featured in multiple social media posts and news articles, but she actually went viral because of her charm, her sense of humor, and her knowledge of the Filipino culture. And in an interview with
1: ABS-CBN News, she delivered a clever pun that captured the heart of Filipino fans, and we're going to let you listen to the pun um, on your own right now now? Yeah. I'm learning. She's teaching me small, small. Um, so she taught me. I Ghana means appetite, right? So I learned how to say "an batan malakas <laughs> kumain lagin
0: my Ghana." the best, Well, thank you so much. Salamat
1: po. So you hear coaches and judges and pageant fans talk all the time about how important it is to have personality and let that show. And that clip is just a personification of how it's done. So if you have a chance, we'll include the link in the show notes, but go back and watch her delivery of that interview.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we talk so much about being authentic and genuine. And for some contestants, it can be really hard to figure out, you know, what that balance is and still making sure that you come off professional and well qualified. And she just exudes, exudes all of that. Um, Her charming personality, her beauty, her stage presence quickly became apparent throughout the competition as she was awarded numerous medals leading up to finals night, eventually making her the most decorated delegate. Avena was awarded gold medals
1: in three areas of competition the long gown competition, the talent competition, and
0: the resort wear competition. And her success didn't end there. She was awarded several specialty awards by the pageant judges and sponsors. All in all, Abana walked away with the Best in Resort Wear, the Best in Philippine Tarot Awards, as well as the title of Miss Vivo, Miss Infinity Cosset, Miss DOH Reg 5, and first runner-up to Miss Earth Flora. Wow. And
1: during finals night, um, no surprise here, she was called in the top 20 at Miss Earth. Her strong performance and success during pre activities, however, uh, did not advance her into the top 10 um, for that pageant. And if you want to see the results because you just heard a zillion awards that she did win, um, just go ahead and search uh, Miss Earth 2019 pageant results and you'll be able to see all of that in detail.
0: And now, although she didn't walk away with the coveted Miss Earth crown, this was not ultimately her goal. As She's expressed before that my goal is never just to win the crown, my goal is to make an impact. I want to show girls that look like me that they can go out and compete looking the way that they do. And I, I love this because for her, it wasn't the destination, it wasn't the crown, it was the journey and the meaning behind it and the inspiration that she provided to so many other young women. In.
1: and although she was quote unquote done with pageants abena decided to attend a casting for miss supernational california and after being so impressed by the organization she signed up for her state pageant
0: now originally scheduled in march her pageant was obviously canceled leading to her lead, leaving her without the next step in her pageant journey
1: And like Miss Supernational California, Miss Grand United States was rescheduled and then unfortunately canceled. And still wanting to crown a new representative, H&I Grand Productions set out on a search for their next queen.
0: And now, as you can probably tell, Avida would be an easy choice. She was a seasoned veteran with plenty of experience competing at international pageants. And with her undeniable beauty and charisma, she would make the perfect U.S. representative.
1: And although representing the USA at an international pageant was the opportunity of a lifetime, Abena was very hesitant at first and Miss Grand International is a major pageant with some brutally honest fans aren't they all brutally honest i'm just saying because of her past experiences she wasn't sure that she could handle the potential cyber bu- cyberbullying which And I really didn't deal with when I was competing because I was the stone age um, and people were doing boards probably on chisels and rocks. Um, But I can't even imagine the stress of what it's like today, Cara. Like you have handled it with such grace and Abena has as well. Like I, I just don't know how you do it.
0: Yeah, and it is it is hard to remove yourself from it. Um, but I think, you know, moving forward, technology is always going to be a huge aspect of our society. And so going into it, just recognizing that and knowing how you're going to prepare yourself for it. So while pondering this, Abenam reflected on her platform, which is to encourage and strengthen girls to be confident in who they are. Realizing that she shouldn't shy away from such an amazing opportunity to inspire girls across the country, she accepted the title of Miss Grand. United States, becoming the first Ghanaian American to hold the title
1: and representing Miss Grant International meant more than having a platform to Abena with the motto, stop the war and violence. She realized that MGI's message was more important now than ever. And throughout her reign, she's decided to speak out against police brutality and show her support for the black lives matter movement in an effort
0: to end the violence in our own backyard. Now, it's safe to say that we've all met a crown chaser and I don't like that term because I think in the end, you know, you're not chasing a crown, you're chasing, you know, you're going for this opportunity and this dream. Mm-hmm. But contestants who compete in pageant after pageant with one goal of collecting a crown and that's what a lot of people see that term to mean. But while some may assume that this is the case with her, she's truly used each and every pageant platform to inspire and help others. And she is such a great definition of taking her skills and her goals and her dreams and applying it to the pageant that she's competing for, uh, which I think just really makes her stand out. And looking back at that clip, you could see that personality is that she doesn't change who she is for the crown. She she takes who she is. She owns it and she applies it. And I think it's important, too. We, we just mentioned that during this
1: reign right now, she's chosen to speak out against police brutality and um, support the Black Lives Matter movement. That probably wasn't her platform back in 2012. That's my assumption. Because it wasn't as culturally, um, I shouldn't say it was called, it was probably culturally relevant. It probably just wasn't as public as it is now. Um, So you don't need to stick to one thing for your entire pageant career either because you are a voice. You are someone that has the opportunity to make a difference in your community in whatever avenue you choose. If you do have one platform and you stick with it for your entire pageant career, that is okay and completely admirable because you clearly have a passion for it. And you found ways to keep refreshing it and supporting that community as the needs have changed over time. But don't feel like you have to stick with something. If your heart calls you to support something else, please don't feel like you're stuck. Please don't feel like you're going to get looked down on by the pageant community. Go in the direction of where you can make the biggest impact.
0: Absolutely. And we hear all the time, you know, people question the relevancy of pageants. And, mm-hmm. you know, she really defined that. She took, you know, these, these topics that are so timely and that need to be addressed and need to be reformed and used her voice and her platform for good.
1: Yes, and even outside of pageantry, she's devoted her life to improving other lives, and in addition to working at a law firm, she works part-time as a musical therapist for people with disabilities.
0: Through music, she's been able to help individuals reach milestones that may seem simple to some of us, such as saying a new word or successfully completing a task, but these are monumental for the people she works with. And giving credit where
1: credit is due, she cited pageantry as the reason why she has been able to inspire so many. People, she says, people don't even pageantry, but I see its value because it molds you. People shouldn't ever give up. Don't take no for an answer. You should do it because you love it. You never know when your time will come. And If you never win the crown, the
0: experience is what is most important. Oh, I love that. So, you know, if you are have a pageant goal that you are determined to achieve, consider channeling her resilience and her determination next time you take the stage. You never know, it might take you exactly where you want to go.
1: And if you would like to be the featured contestant for our next podcast, create a contestant profile with all of your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. And then email support at pageantplanet.com with the title podcast feature so we can review your profile. We will let you know after you submit if you are uh, if you are scheduled. And a special thank you to Katerina Katakalytis for doing the research for this podcast. And thanks for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It may seem like a small action, but it really helps us keep the show going. Until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or
0: business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.